0: That actually brings up a point, though. Oh, we're back to here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we always come
1: back to here somehow. This show goes to weird places after a while, especially when I'm controlling it here. It's Wednesday, and you're listening to Humpday Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, and you're here with Brock, Byron, and Alex. So what have
2: you been doing today?
1: Greetings and good afternoon. You are listening to Hump Day Vibes with Brock Byrne and Alex on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. So for this week, we've got the typical Reddit question and the weekly challenge as well. Some interesting news and new developments on this new semester at Murdoch University. That's all coming up to you live on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. But first off, we have the song Honey by Wired. Stay tuned. And that was Honey by Wired even though when brock and i were thinking about that it sounds like "Nani, <laughs> the good old omai wa mo shindaru yes what a <laughs> bunch of nerds we are but do you know what's coming up now brock
0: i think i do alex who will win who will fail it is now time for the
1: weekly challenge you're just so proud of that intro brock I always will be. I yes. always will. Why didn't you ask me if I'm ready? No, we, we, you're always ready, though. we're like It's that sense of security being around you. Oh. Yeah, because you're so organized. <laughs> but anyway, Byron.
2: Yeah, how'd you guys go? Did you actually complete the challenge this week? This was an easy one to complete. <laughs> at least, like, you could have done a video and just uploaded you failing at the worst, and that would probably counted still as doing it.
1: So, Why do you go first, Barak?
0: Yep. So just to remind everyone, though, uh, the challenge that Alex and I were meant to be doing, <laughs> and I'm saying meant to be doing because we both failed, was the bottle kicking thing challenge, bottle cap the challenge. bottle cap challenge, where you're meant to like kick the bottle cap off the bottle,
1: yeah, or something like yeah, like some yeah. Chuck Norris roundhouse kick. Yeah. So
2: Jason Statham started off by doing a roundhouse kick and kicking, like twisting the top of a lid off a bottle, mm. and you know it's been continuing forward. But yeah, it's like I, I would really, really hope you would actually have a crack at this. Have a nicer
0: video to show. We don't follow, our listeners.
1: Listen, we don't follow internet trends. It was like you know the ice bucket challenge or stuff like that. Yeah, you no, you n- don't do that one. That's no. terrible.
0: Why is that terrible?
2: People got hurt doing it. Really? Yeah, that was just those well, idiots today, that no.
1: just like threw the bucket at people. Uh, my favorite <laughs> one
2: was actually it was a giant bucket, and they've lifted it over the person and just
1: dropped it. Yeah, the whole bucket like, like how it turned it. That must have been like a skull fragment or something yeah. like that. You know? Wow, it was ridiculous.
0: But yeah, either way, Alex and I failed the bottle cap challenge, and
1: yeah, you know, I just completely forgot about it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna make excuses. Yeah, we sort of lack the willpower when it comes to certain challenges in life, mm. but. The challenge that I'm going to bring I'm up. I'm
2: so disappointed in both you just saying. Thanks, mum.
1: <laughs> it's probably old enough to be. Mad. I'm not ju- mad. <laughs>
2: I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed.
1: <laughs> Ooh, I've heard that a lot. See, Still. Byron's probably Byron's probably got like a wooden spoon like somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, there the challenge that I've come up with. I am certain that the three of us would be able to do. You know the way we play Jedi Knight Jedi Academy all the time. Yes, the video yeah. game, yes. I am thinking we should do, like, a 1v1. sort of free-for-all match, and whoever wins has to buy each other a pint. Oh. But no, actually, no, 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 actually, no. The The one who comes last has to buy everyone a pint. Is this a challenge or just a good time? Well, both. Yeah, I, both, I f- why not? You know what? I'd be, I'm
0: I'm keen for that. Because I, e- I, wanted,
1: I wanted an easy challenge that I am certain that we could actually complete. But, uh, yeah. Yep, I like that. I sort of came up with this like 20 minutes ago. Let's make it more interesting, though. Let's add something
0: like we have to... We need some stakes in it. Yeah, we have to limit ourselves with what we're doing, though. So No force powers? Either like something like no force powers or something like no lightsabers or something along
1: those lines. Or like fists only.
0: I say force powers
2: allowed, but no light or dark side stuff.
1: So just standard force push, force pull, that sort of stuff? Yeah. Interesting. What
0: about pull and push only?
1: That'd be a bit dull no, though. No, jump as well. Yeah, we allowed to jump. jump power. Yeah, yeah. What about for speed? Mm, I think no, that yeah. that's that's for both sides.
2: Yeah, no, it's for both sides.
1: Anyways, yeah, okay, that sounds like a fair enough thing. Awesome.
2: This seems to be more a bragging rights one. Yes, I feel like I would like That's what we're all, all about
1: here, though. If necessary, Brock will have to team up on him because he tends to win a lot of the matches. I think we've got this. So we need to but do some 1. Dirty <laughs> tactics. Just, just don't tell him that we're teaming up, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll never know. It'd be like, you know, the Hunger Games when you have to team up, you know. Yeah, and then so you often. stab him in the back afterwards. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> up next we've got Memoirs of the Melancholy by Blessed. Stay tuned. And that was Brunswick West by Useless Spacemen. And before that was Tarantino by Carmen. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes. With Brock Byrne and Alex on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Yeah, and if you're also listening
0: online at humpdayvibes.com, thank you, or at the Radio Fremantle website. But we have a quick announcement though, we are also now on Spotify. What? So, yes, exactly. So if you miss any of the shows, not only can you listen back on our website, but if you just type in Humpday Vibes and Spotify,
1: you'll find us right there.
0: You'll find us as a podcast now, which is great. It's so cool. No, yeah, right. you can listen to every single show that we've done this year. So we're all pretty happy about that. And let's be honest, like a lot of people are using Spotify. And so it would be silly
1: not to try exactly. and integrate it. You know, modern problems require modern solutions as the memes go. Exactly. And speaking of modernism, though, what time is it now, Alex? Oh, I'm so glad
0: you asked me that. Read it. This is the most addictive website
2: known
1: to man. It will tear your life apart.
2: And that's how we found this question.
1: And who was the one that has the question for this week? I do. So
2: the question is, what's an irrational fear you had as a child? or When you were younger.
1: Or possibly now. Ooh. Well, I would say like some phobias today would probably just be considered as common sense. Maybe as a kid, I don't know. I was really terrified of Crabs. And swans. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, well, not terrified, but I was like, you know, kept I kept my distance away from them. But like, being fearful of swans is wise. I mean, not seen those birds. They're vicious. They're like, and go why? I feel like you can like have a fear of
0: that as an adult too, for the former, but like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. But uh, maybe for some, for like, uh, English, Alex, come on. Maybe like uh, from Doctor Who, from back in the day. Do you know of a monster called the Empty Child? No, I do not.
2: I I know
1: of the empty child with the mask. That scared me so much. That scarred me for a long, long time. But, uh, yeah, what other sort of childhood fears? So,
2: my one was related to a movie called Resident Evil, which I probably shouldn't have watched. The the thing's about zombies, but the zombie thing was not my problem. It was long, thin corridors.
1: Just the long, thin corridors by themselves?
2: Because there is a... Scene with this laser beam that comes down and cuts people up. And it gets, you know, it firstly just goes along, cuts someone in half, and like everyone dodges it. And then next one starts moving, and then it Mm. becomes a big, essential web that just slices person into cubes. And I had this irrational fear of any long corridor. I look at it, I'll be like, oh no, I
1: have to go down here. That's interesting. And I was petrified. That reminds me of like a moment in uh, Resident Evil 4 where Leon has to, like, dodge some lasers and all that? No, remember yeah. that?
2: no not really.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, so what, it is, what, is, what are the irrational fears for you, Brock? Well, I've got the weirdest one out of all you guys,
0: and you're not going to see this one coming. Okay, let's, so let's hear it. So, basically, as a younger child, my whole, like, irrational fear was, as I was brushing my teeth at night, I'd always be, like, thinking, like, what if there's someone behind me, even though there was a mirror? So I was constantly, like, looking behind me. That's
1: like, not really irrational, though.
0: No, 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 but it is, like, because I thought, like... You could see it, but there's nothing there, but there is something there. Yeah, like, what if something just comes behind me as I'm brushing my teeth?
1: Yeah, you probably just saw too it, many
0: movies as a, a kid. It's a vampire, you know, because yeah. it have a reflection. Well, exactly, you never know.
2: I know, I, I get that. I could understand that, like, mm. especially when you're young and... And you
0: it's at be night late. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's at night and I'm right next to, like, my bathroom has a... Uh, like, a window, yeah. like, right next to the sink, essentially. Oh, yeah. And so it's to the side, so it's pitch black there. I'm brushing my teeth. It was like, something's either going to come behind me in my house or it's going to be staring at me through this window. Mm. So that were was, like, my irrational fear. but you wow. ever those,
1: like, hardcore kids that would, like, sleep with the wardrobe open? Oh, I do that now. Yeah, but, I mean, back in the day, Brock, not now. I don't really care what you do. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, back in the day,
0: not really. I mean, as a younger child, your your parents kind of just, like, do all that
1: stuff and like close your mm. like close your door and like close the uh, cupboard and everything like that so actually probably another thing that scared me a bit too much because i was too young to have seen it was uh, you know the girl from the exorcist
0: no i haven't seen I know the what exorcist. you're about
1: yeah that face is one of the creepiest ever and i knew about that face for a long time and then i don't know when you're doing those like late night walks to the fridge you know to get some oh, cold uh, glass of milk uh, what what that's what you get from the fridge, milk. <laughs> no. That's what I did. I <laughs> uh, you walk to the kitchen to get water. No, I preferred milk. Okay. Well, if you said chocolate, I would have been like,
0: oh, fair enough. But you're like, milk. <laughs> <laughs> get <some> milk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: okay. But I have another one from a friend. So she had this irrational fear that if her parents weren't watching, and I mean both parents weren't watching her swim in the pool, that if they were gone, sharks would suddenly get into the pool. Because she right. thought that there's a button inside the house that they would go in and press.
1: I'm like, that is so irrational. There was a scene from like the first Sharknado movie where they like fly into a pool. Yeah, but and that's kill not a bunch of I mean. old people. But that? that's not what I mean.
2: I mean, it's <laughs> this is actually like full irrational thinking. Your parents are going to do this to you because no, you can... have like a some sort of reasonably sized pool.
0: I can see that actually. Because, like, parents always tell those, like, especially to young children, they always tell their sort of white lies and all other, like, things and stories, which they really play up. So, mm. it's, it's like the similar thing where it's, like, eating your crusts makes your hair go curly and stuff like that. So, I can I can totally understand that with the parents t- uh, saying, if we're not watching you, sharks are going to come into the pool. Well, so, you
1: know, like, I remember, like, my parents having the same stories when um, Jaws came out. And they were, like, having these irrational thoughts about stepping into a bath for fear of sharks.
0: Speaking of pools... And I'm sure all of us here have uh, thought of it. The creepy crawly cleaner
1: things.
2: <gasps> yes. 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 This is 100%. I was petrified of those Are things. You for,
1: Are you referring of those like vacuum cleaners? Yeah.
0: Uh, in the pool, which you like set get going and they pump and like clean the pool on the bottom of the yeah. floor.
1: It yeah. agitates the floor base essentially yeah. and then
2: actually sucks it through the... Top bit, even though it right. looks like there's suction bits down the bottom, it's actually on the side bits. That's
0: where everything goes into it.
1: I didn't have such fears because I grew up in Ireland and we don't have outdoor pools oh, for too cold.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not only that, though, when you take it actually out of the pool, though, and you hear the suction noise, that was terrifying.
2: <laughs> and they've actually probably modelled a few things off that to petrify people.
1: Wow. What?
2: Oh, I can't believe you just did that. Owen oh, Wilson. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I, there was, I mean, everyone has these irrational fears, though. But there are some that just are wildly outlandish and others are from, you know, the, from cinema or from a traumatic experience. Mm. Oh, I love the, what was it? The lollipop ladies. Remember those? As in like, the ones which make you help you cross the road. Yeah,
1: yeah. You were terrified like, of them. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, no, but I did know people that were terrified of them. Okay, like people like there, she's an old witch and would do something if
0: you do if you cross the road without her there. <laughs> that's what I was
1: just gonna say. A hypothetical that's so every fear. morning they would just <laughs> like, hey kids,
0: <laughs> get yelled the road. at by <laughs> a a um, lollipop lady because you didn't uh, wait for her to tell you to cross the road. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a fear right there, and and the kids would be petrified. Oh, she's a
2: witch <laughs> and she'll put a spell on you.
1: That's so good. Well, that was certainly enlightening. But uh, <laughs> coming up now, we have a song, song Fastlane by gabby grace stay tuned and that was hero
0: by midway and before that we had act your age by bible Mummy. welcome back to hump day vibes on radio Fremantle 107.9 fm with brock byron and alex and let's just jump straight into it guys we're just it's our normal segment of nerd talk let's just jump straight into Make it it's story number one exactly hurry up i don't know what that means though but do oh. it <laughs> We are talking Pokemon. Game of Thrones. <laughs> we could talk about that. You guys remember Gangnam Style, right? I loved Gangnam Style. You're listening to Nerd Talk. Alrighty, so Nerd Talk for this week. I'm assuming you two know who William Shatner is? Yes, I love the guy. Of course. Well... Number one. Of course, number <laughs> one. Well, did you know that he's considering, if they were going to consider him, to return as Captain Kirk if Quentin Tarantino... Is going to be involved in the movie process.
2: Yes, that would be interesting. It would be great. I mean, we've all got the Picard thing happening. Yeah. It's a TV series. And I guess, did they? I'm not that familiar with Star Trek than probably you are. but Yes. Uh, I consider it a very nice show. And I, did Picard do movies as well? Yes. Okay, so because both of them have done movies, I consider it would be quite amazing if he was actually in it as a, you know... Maybe not a main character. I think he's a little too old and out of pace of where that is now. But Mm. I feel like he'd be also a great character in a time-bending type situation.
1: You're saying, like, ooh, like an interdimensional portal and he's, like, sent to, like, some dystopian version of the Federation. That'd be so cool, because hence the reason for, like, an R rating with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's the
0: complete opposite movie series, but I could... I could see him in a sort of Yoda sort
1: of, like, role.
0: Yeah. I, I could see that happening.
1: I don't really see... No, not Picard. I couldn't really see Kirk acting as the wise father figure. No, he was always just the the sort of rash, youthful person. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting because Spock was the one that sort of filled the more, like, the wiser sort of yeah, role. Yeah, yeah.
2: I am a Jedi type position. But yeah, I feel like that it would be great in that type of. I reckon it would be great. Like if it's an admiral or something like that. Someone to step into that. Yeah, I do like the universe they've created though, and I'm really sad that they're probably not going to continue it.
1: Yeah, because I'm thinking like the last. Um, I forget the name of the movie. I think it was just after the Return of Spock, when um, I think he was being requested by the Federation to become a Starfleet admiral, but he still decided to remain a captain because he wanted to be part of the Enterprise crew and explore. Yeah. Maybe some like tragic event happened in the Federation, and the majority of them are dead. Not Spock though, because Spock remains for quite a few decades after that.
0: Yeah, you could you could do something like that with like a time, uh, like a time lap, not time lapse, like a, t- a flashback with time. Yeah, and be like, oh, here's an accident. Now, this grumpy old admiral is on the scene. <laughs> Maybe so.
1: something very similar to Star Trek Voyager's Endgame. Do you know of that episode? I have not watched Voyager. Well, basically, it was. That exact same premise where Admiral Janeway, she's quite old now, but um, basically the Voyager returned to Federation space from the Delta Quadrant after like 30 years Voyage and like the majority of the crew of Voyager is just dead and she's really like angry and bitter, but she's given the opportunity to basically travel to the past and fix those mistakes. So almost like, you know, X-Men Daisy Future Past, that could be really cool.
2: I think they could do it. I just feel there's going to be many issues that will happen. Yeah. Especially considering he considers some people consider him the original and the best. Where do you place him as a character, as an actor, in a movie that that would be driven by more action now these days than story? Well that's the thing
0: though with a movie like Star Trek. Mm, I think you can do a lot of CGI stuff
1: with could, action. But sometimes you can have too much. And the, I think one of the problems I had with the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, it was just really, there were just action movies. It wasn't pure science fiction, which is what made Star Trek really good.
2: Nothing like good lens flare. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: But the, the way that you have, the way to tell that you have a good Star Trek episode is when, if you like jump in halfway through, you will have no idea what, what's going on.
2: Yeah, that's a lot. I've just realized that's a lot of the episodes because I've just randomly flicking through channels on te- the television and mm. they will happen. I'm like, oh, Star Trek. Which one is this? Oh, it's New Next Generation. Okay, mm. I've seen all of Next Generation. It's the only one I've seen all of it of i'm not sure what episode i'm in and you'll be like spending like five minutes figuring out where they are what's
1: going on well personally like i'm okay with um them taking like the studio taking liberties when it comes to like the original series because um i wasn't too much of a fan of it i'm like more of a solid next generation and voyager sort of fan but uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go with it
2: oh I-, I think there's potential and i'd hope it happens but that's also me being a fanboy
1: And just one last thing, with uh, Quentin Tarantino, an R-rated Star Trek film, you can really go deep into the horror of the Borg, for instance. Ooh, I want to hear you go more in depth of that right now. What do you mean by that? Well, because the Borg, when they assimilate you, you, they're basically like this cancer in space. And what happens is they basically almost... They take away flesh from you they put like all these mechanical augmentations all over you You can go really far into the horror with that because they didn't delve into it too much
2: you could be assimilated you see them get assimilated into them
1: like imagine a pov when you're captured by the borg and you're assimilated are you fully aware of that you're being assimilated or are you just brain dead that'd be really cool wow
0: okay real quick one last thing i'd like to mention alex would you see star trek being able to implement some stuff which 40k
1: has uh, I think they both have radically th- different ph- philosophical views because um, Star Trek, the only way they can mix it up, I think, is if the Federation, for some reason, they teleported to the 40K universe and just see how horrific it is. Because they have done a few stories where they have seen this dystopian sort of science fiction world. But the thing is, though, 40K, honestly, it is crazy. It is absolutely out of its mind, but that's why I love it. But, um, no, Star Trek is more is a lot more realistic when it comes to its science fiction.
0: Well, th- yeah, that's what I was assuming. But I figured if we're – that's the thing with time. If you go mm. through time, you can g- go to any sort of thing because, obviously, you mm. can either go back in time to where it used to
1: be or you can go forward in time. And who knows
0: what the future holds? So, But
1: I guess, though, they can try to draw some elements of 40K by having not really any pure good or pure evil but just shades of grey. That's what would really make it good.
0: Well, that was fun. Let's go to our next song, though. And coming up now, we have Something Good by San May. And once again, you are listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron and Alex. And as always, stay tuned. And that was Sleepy by Milk. And before that, we had All About Me by Hayden. Now, coming up now, we've got something incredibly new, which we're going to show the world with Hump Day Vibes right now. And it is our new segment. And I know we're not really meant to say words like segments and stuff like that in radio. But we're we'll rebels. It, we'll do yeah, what we want. we're rebels. We'll make an exception for this time. And so this one is pretty much coming thanks to Alex. So let's do it. This is the game sesh, guys.
1: Choose your character.
0: Choose your weapon. Round one. Fight.
1: This is game sesh. Yep, I <laughs> <laughs> love that.
0: Hope you've enjoyed that one. This is the game sesh. It's going to be our new part where we're talking about video games or anything surrounding video games. Really and because, so, yeah.
1: really, because we sort of had a problem with nerd talk, where we would always just mix the two of them up. So nice to keep them separate, and then
0: exactly. And it's very intertwined because what was ending up happening is, say, for example, we're talking about Star Trek. And the next second, we'd be like, yeah, but there's this Star Trek game coming out or something yeah, along exactly. those lines. So I we, don't think
1: we've ever said that before.
0: <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a hypothetical <laughs> example. Yet, we yet. say it all we the will. time with yeah, Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, I probably yeah. should have said Star Wars instead. Yes. But either way, though, Byron, you're the one which originally brought this topic upon us. So, we're talking about sales. Well, something
2: very impressive has just happened. The PS4 just hit 100 million sales. And the Switch, which has been out for not very long, has hit 36.9 million sales. Those are incredible numbers, even though it's more the time frame that we're in. But it's just interesting that they've hit hit these milestones and where we've come as an industry. Now, saying that they're they're not at the most sold console of all time yet, but that what they're doing, what they've done for the industry is massive. If you look at the, we've just had the Fortnite tournament, which is some kids won three million dollars US, and these games that have been played on it. It's showing that esports is more of a viable outsource and that these console gamers and these consoles themselves are more mainstream than they ever are, have been before.
0: Yeah, and just to put some comparison into things, the PlayStation 2, which is the most, uh, the highest selling console of all time, which has sold 120 million units, is being approached by the PlayStation 4 at 100 million so far. And um, with the reputation that the Switch is getting at the moment, I could easily see that at some point reaching $100 million as
1: well. And we also need to consider how long the PS2 was out for. Like, even by the time of the PS3, it was still being sold in a multitude of countries. Oh,
2: the PS2, I'd done some bit of research into this, the PS2 was actually selling more copies than the console itself was selling more copies than the PlayStation 3 was for the first year it was out.
1: Hmm. Maybe because but the PS3 was so expensive at the time. But
2: the first year, that's a long time.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's important to note though the reason as to why the PlayStation 2 did actually sell really well. And when it came out, this is during the time where DVD players they yep. were seen as this new technology. And because PlayStation 2 was a built-in DVD player as well, it was actually a cheaper
1: alternative than the first generation of DVD players. And it had excellent third-party support where you have just multitudes of developers just making all these games for the PS2. And so it had this absolutely colossal library and also, like back in the first year of the PS3, there was hardly anything because it was being I um, competed. Basically, it was. I think Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty was selling a hell of a lot more, wasn't it?
2: Well, the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty would dominate the market in the first five years. It was ridiculous. Mm. It was a joke, but the uh, eventually the PlayStation Three caught up. But that's also because people had started to adopt it finally. But that was. I mean, everyone adopted the Blu-ray because there was a HD DVD versus the Blu-ray. And Blu-ray won, and that's where the Xbox failed because they supported the HD DVD instead of being like, no, you want Sony? You've probably got this right because you were right with the CDs when the CDs came out. So we should probably follow you now. Wait, no, that was Nintendo. I said that wrong. That was what Nintendo did for N64, and that's why the Sony came out with the first PlayStation Mm. in the first place.
0: No, the 64 wasn't originally going to be with discs, though. It was, uh, Sony was a partner, sh- partnered with Nintendo. Yes. And, and then they, they split were,
2: off. Yeah, but they were supposed to, Then N64 originally was going to have a disk drive.
0: Oh, okay. so sorry. That's sorry. what I'm saying.
2: Yep, sorry. And they'll partner with Sony and then they went, nah, we want cartridges and then, or something like that. And then Sony was like, okay, we'll make our own one and to compete with you, which was a great idea because competition's yeah. amazing.
1: Well, Blu-ray was one of the main reasons my parents bought a PS3 back in the day, you know.
2: Wow. That's pretty
0: interesting. Yeah. Mm. I was just going to say, Blu-ray, that hasn't really had the same takeoff as what DVD did. And well, do you think that's due to streaming just, culture?
1: Well, perhaps, but also it's just effectively just taking the place. So I guess the numbers would just be the same, really.
2: I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well,
0: I'm going to bring up the Switch again then in
2: that yeah, case. Okay. I feel like the, the Switch itself and what it's done in such a short time is because the Wii U was such a failure. Yeah. But what they've done, firstly... The Switch is just a mobile Wii U. I'm going to say that straight out. It's a mobile and more redefined Wii U. But what they've done with it, though, is actually amazing because being able to take a whole, essentially, gaming console somewhere. I mean, firstly, Nintendo is the god of portable gaming consoles. Let's say that straight out.
0: No, right. it's, it's no debate about that. The, the ESP when you, was good, though. No, it was good, but
2: it wasn't as good as the DS, 3DS. The whole generation from Game Boy, which mm. I've had the original fat game. Blood.
1: I remember playing that as well.
2: It had four AA batteries in it. Yeah. It was heavy for a little kid. No kids, I swear, kids got wrist problems from that. Before <laughs> this is pre-texting because yeah. this is where I would have probably got my first injuries on my thumbs. But anyway,s the they've got the experience. They've made this wonderful mobile thing that's actually amazing, and the sa- sales reflect it. Um, yeah, they did stuff up a lot with the Wii U, but this thing has some
0: great games on it. Yeah, half of them are ports from the Wii U. And they're selling better on there as well. And that's just, like you said, it's because it's handheld and it's also a home console at the same time. Yeah. And
2: but you can, it's so easy to take somewhere. And now they have actually announced and are selling the new console one, which is just, it's just a portable one, which I think is kind of weird, a weird marketing choice. I mean, I understand why they want to do it. There's no more moving parts required for it. But at the same time, I feel like they've, They're missing the beat a little bit with that. But we'll see what happens with that. That's another story, though.
0: One thing which I'm actually completely worried about, however, with the Switch is because they've now bought in this thing where it's also a home console and a portable one, what does that mean for franchises like Pokemon? They've already started developing games like Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, which is coming out on the Switch. Is that what they're going to be going forward now? And it's no longer going to be like a, a DS or a 3DS title? I feel like
2: that may be the big goal there. Having something that's portable all the time. They don't have to cross genres at all. If you think about it, it's a lot easier to develop for one thing, have one big market that everyone is in. Instead of having the saturated market where you're over here on the 3DS level or you're over here on the other level. I mean, back in GameCube days, you could still connect a Game Boy Advanced to it and use it as a controller. Why not skip the process? Have this cheap readily available console that can do both
0: that's a good call as well like if it's just universal with like nintendo then yeah why not you know because it satisfies those satisfies satisfies those <laughs> who uh, like their handhelds and it also satisfies those who like their home consoles and it doesn't you don't have to have a choice now you just have the one i used to be like
2: sometimes i love hybrids and this is an example i think is great now, I will say I hate the Joy-Con itself, playing that, playing Mario Kart and stuff like that, with a single tiny thing that does not fit in my hand properly. Mm-hmm. It's like, too, it's too small, so too big for one hand, but too small for two. Or oh, with like the wheel? Yeah, with the wheel thing. Oh, I mean, yeah, they, yeah, they absolutely, they, yeah, I the agree. It's tiny, but I feel like what they've done with it is great.
1: Yeah, no, you, you're, you're damn right. Uh, listen, no, if you want the best games, you buy a PC.
2: Oh, yeah, but that's... Yeah.
0: That's us. We are PC gamers here, aren't we? We're the Where PC we? master race. Well, yeah, I mean, we all we all play on PC, but then we do have consoles as well.
1: Yeah, we yeah. got a primarily talk about the PC. console peasants. Oh, wait, just
2: quickly, what consoles do you have right now of the main generation and the one before that?
1: PS4, PS3, PS2.
0: Okay. <laughs> Same as Alex, but include the PS1. Okay. Uh, I'm a PlayStation fan. Boy, I hands had down. a Wii. I had a Wii as well. You had a Wii? Okay.
1: So,
2: firstly, Wii and Wii U, Xbox 360, Xbox One.
0: And I have never had a PlayStation. Really? Wow. Wow. How
1: was your childhood like? Pretty good, because I have Nintendo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you need to buy yourself a PlayStation. doesn't matter cool. what one, and just go through all the games. You're fantastic, man. Oh, sorry, I forgot to say GameCube, but...
1: I can that... say, though, the PS3 has a lot of excellent remasters of classic PS2 games to look at as well. And
0: on that note, though, we'll talk about remasters and whatnot at a later date. It's time to go to our next song. And Aww. coming up now... We have one of my favourites, and it is Can't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. So, you're listening to Humday Vibes on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM, with Brock, Byron, and Alex, and... Stay tuned. And that was
2: Junkadilic, Brass Band, Junkadilic, in the house, and before that was Indie Ghost, Video Star. Welcome back to Humday Vibes on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM, also available on Spotify.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good man, plugging it. I like it. Gotta do it. Uh, So,
2: now... Megan and Harry, our lovely over the from homeland, I guess we'll, we'll call it over the pond, over the pond, whatever you want to call it, uh, you Aussies. have made a very large statement that they believe they should only have two children
1: because the world is,
2: you know, global warming and stuff. And I think that's actually a great thing to talk about as in a global choice. I believe that should be a case.
1: I would certainly think that if humanity as a whole gradually declined in population, it would aid the environment significantly. Said significantly over time. You're not doing well today, are you? No, I'm not. I don't know what it is with me today, but you should uh, have a Red Bull or something, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the uh, I feel that I mean, especially in some third world countries, I understand yeah. why they have lots of children because they're more likely to survive and then support you later on in life because they don't have the same systems we have. Mm. We have. Elderly support and healthcare and all that things, and they don't have those things. So their children being able to support them
1: helps. But of course, so those like po- those uh, populations that are incredibly high tend to have a huge impact on pollution as well.
0: Yes. Just as a suggestion, are you saying that a global sort of uh, quote unquote because they said two ch- children? like a uh, global two children policy is what they're suggesting, sort of or no, what should be suggested? Sorry? They're
2: not suggesting that. But Just that setting an example, I saying suppose. The, yeah, setting the example. I believe that's where we should go, though. Okay. Because mm. when it comes down to it, this is the situation. Everyone has... Every couple has two children. And I say couple as in, you know, you could have two males, two females, so and however it works. But when it comes down to it, if you only have two children each, right, there's the people that don't want to have children to start with. So... Let's just take them out of the factory. They go up and they don't continue the generations. Then you've got the people that unfortunately get 18, 19, 20, 21, and they unfortunately pass away. Mm. And then you've got the people that do reproduce constantly, but they're always having two. That will create a slow, steady decline in population. And I mean a steady decline. Not like Japan. Yeah, that's – exactly. But this is the thing. that Yeah, they've got a massive aging population. We have the same problem here in Australia. Mm. And that would be way more feasible in a global sense. Yeah. Because we won't have those problems, that would work. It's um, it, yeah, it would, and would solve a lot of issues. Because if you lower the population of, of the human footprint, essentially, how much better will the environment be? We'll take up less space. There'll be less mm. requirements to make crops to have products. I mean, yeah, the dollar go. You, people make less money because there's less people to buy products. But at the same time, that dollar will be worth more as well because there'll be, you know, you can, well, not worth more, but it will be worth
0: more actually. Do at we, the don't? end of the day, though, with money, though, in that aspect. It wouldn't really be affected too much, to be honest, because that's the population. You know what I mean? Like, all that stuff adjusts to how it is at the time. You know? Yeah. So that wouldn't. I don't think that'd be a thing. I don't think just because a slow
2: decline would be fine. I mm. uh, yeah, people would love people buying products. I mean, iPhone products, Android products, where they are, people love those sales, and the more people to buy the products, the better the shares look. But if there's only so many people to buy the products. That's that's how they got to
0: accept it, and
2: that's probably part of the free market, which is kind of nice as well.
0: Yeah, but say, for example, take what we have right now with the world's population. Yeah. If that was to slowly go on a decline starting from, like, say, right now, if this two children thing was implemented, that's still a lot of stuff which is going to be sold. you know
2: what I mean? Yeah. It's so slow. It'll be just a slow decline. mm. That'd be great. Yeah. I think that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, okay. There'll be less people in a lot of areas in the world, and there will be towns that eventually stop having people in them
1: but there are some countries in the world that thrive economically wise with real, rather slow well not slow rather small populations like scandinavia is a huge example of that tell us more well you know of the welfare states no
2: you
1: well, don't know of the welfare states <laughs> well basically all these countries especially like in northern and eastern europe tend to be just have a really high standard of living living oh, okay, yeah. and uh, the the small population combined with a large geographic country with all those resources does make Life easier, I suppose, You're describing Australia as well. I would (laughs) say so,
0: yeah. I've just came up with an idea. So, with every system, there's always loopholes. So, you mentioned before, say, some people don't want to have kids or some people who pass away early. Say, if one of the children were to pass away early, does that mean they're allowed to have another kid then to make that two again? I, I would say no, partially because if someone passes
2: away at 18... I don't think an older person having children is ever a good idea. Mm. I feel like that there's a problem with our society right now where we have these 40-something-year-old people having IVF to have children. Now, don't get me wrong. I have a problem with this situation. They've got probably got more money, more stability. But at the same time, they also have a lot more health risks happening with the children because of that.
1: Yeah, I would probably now, th- th- just think that we would just need to be careful thinking about it as an actual government policy. Maybe it was just something that we should encourage people to think about. I suppose, but it'll certainly be an interesting s- sort of, hopefully not slippery slip to go down to. But see how it goes. Well, I don't see why why it can't be a policy where, and this is fully where
2: I think it's easy and easy to run. We literally go out and we have that you know two children policy thing. Yeah. When the couple has two pe- two children. It's just instantly a bit of surgery and then you could have the streamlined surgery of course happening constantly where you know guys are getting the snip and women are getting some ties done
0: I-, I think it'll work out well it seems like a way to get some revenue raising as well
2: well yeah i mean it does create some jobs as well let's be honest here it does it change would. the job dynamic because there'd be less people in- no there'd be consistent people in daycare and stuff as well
1: like i would agree with it but I just don't think it would be possible, like considering all the other like factors and parties going into as well. You can imagine a lot of people bringing in, say, certain religious arguments as well. So it's it's a lot more difficult than we sort of initially think.
2: Yeah. I mean, everyone has their own things. This would be a fantastic Black Mirror episode. It would be. Yeah. I mean, Black Mirror can do a lot of great things. I'm sure they got the idea already. They have probably got a big whiteboard saying what's going on. Netflix has seriously hit me up with some
1: ideas right now. Hey, well, like- the, the one Black Mirror idea that I'm certain will be implemented is the one where you have that social media score and that dictates your, li- uh, your living standards. That's already a thing. Yeah. In China.
0: Yeah.
2: But mm. I, if that gets here, I'm i not done social media. I'm out. I'm out on everything. Yeah.
1: Mm. That will literally be how it is. That will be the only time I'll be an anarchist.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's our next song, though, because we've gone a bit over time on that topic. Man of Manowar, Spirit Horse of the Cherokee. Yeah. You listen to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Freeman on 107.9 FM. Stay tuned. And that was Tomorrow and the Dreams, Low Fly, and before that, Ocean Alley Confidence. Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Freeman at on 107.9 FM. Alex, get off your phone.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't see anything.
2: I saw everything.
0: I heard everything. <laughs> hey, 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 hey? Yes. So,
2: firstly, I'd like to say welcome back to all the new students at Murdoch, if you're tuning in. Yay! Woo! <laughs> Especially new Radio Ones that just experienced the studio here. I hope they all come through and even join us on Radio Fremantle.
1: Yeah, they saw us, the cool kids, you know. In the they studio asked a lot of questions
0: chilling. and they were, they seemed quite interested. Yeah. Yeah, that actually was very interesting, though, because you could kind of, like, see the look on their faces as they were, like, looking in and seeing what they like, like, were so doing. was like, oh, so cool. Yeah, like, it was really, really, like... It felt awesome. Awesome, Yeah, awesome yeah. to see. Like, their faces kind of, like, lit up, even though we were just, like, playing music and, like, goofing around
1: in, like, the f- five
0: minutes we had with, it t- it when we
1: weren't talking. It sort of just takes you back to when you first, like, get to the studios. Like, remember doing our first radio shows as well?
0: Yeah. With, that was an experience
1: uh, you would never forget. Even
2: before that, our first desk tests and doing all those yeah. things. Yeah. That was rough. I remember struggling so much I with that. I was
1: so nervous. Like, I had to get a beer after that. <laughs> you have to get a beer after everything. Yes, I do. No, has that oh,
2: you had a beer before that, it's too? It's not we've had a bad day. We've had a day. Time to get a beer. <laughs>
0: well, you know, you got to oh, treat man. yourself, you know. Those death tests really <laughs> takes me back, though, because I remember just, like, shaking, putting up the faders at the start and stuff me like too. that. Me, okay. too. I
1: wasn't shaking. I was shaking a lot, though, in my first live show in that broadcasting oh, presenting unit. Oh. And I had, a live, I had a live interview for that show as well. Wait, your first show for you had first a live show. interview?
2: I yep. oh, wait. you had more than one more than three people on your show, didn't you?
1: Yeah. No yeah. No, no no no, it was just the three of us. But and you- for the first week I was presenting. <laughs> you got a live one in straight away.
0: Yep. You're mad. That was a good move. That, yeah. that, that would have been brownie point straight away. Power-, you know- <laughs> Power play right there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Do you know what it was though? I was interviewing like one of the history professors and I was talking to him about a subject that I was writing a paper on. You were cheating. I get it. No. <laughs> yep, that's definitely cheating. But either way, though, it's a new
0: semester there at Murdoch, and we're all doing different classes, and some of us are close to graduating now. Yeah, six months out, less than that. What, 16 weeks, 17 weeks? So I wait, should have
1: gradu- graduated last year, to be honest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. But you're, you know, collecting units and collecting units, and you like, yeah. how high can I get before they stop me? There's also a term well, called no. professional <laughs> student. Yeah, professional student, I, yeah, which right, is yeah. what Alex is. I didn't <laughs>
1: intentionally get there, but no, I'm, yeah, I've am acquired too many kind of points, but I will stay here for another year for honours. You're mad. Why not? I don't... I I want to get out. I want to get in the world. Well, this is just to get, you know, make the history degree a bit more useful as well.
2: Oh, uh, does that mean you can teach in it? Yeah.
0: Ooh.
1: Because I be talk f- about history all the time. Can you imagine me getting paid for it? To yeah. be fair,
0: though, I've actually had that, like, back... Like, in my in my brain, like, that thought where I'd be like, oh, I'll just teach, like, a radio unit or something, and then, you know, just keep using the studios and stuff, like, <laughs> available to me, and...
2: I like the idea of it, but at the same time, the job has to come up. You have to have the you know grades to get mm-hmm. into honors. I mean, I know we all have the grades to get into honors. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, uh, quite. Yeah. Well,
2: I remember you guys. Yeah, the, the three of us.
1: No, the three yeah. of us do. We are like proper well high quality students. There, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sub yes. yes.
2: so, so three GPAs right here. Yes. Well,
0: pretty close. Pretty yeah, close. I, I know. Like, like two point eight to two point nine. So yeah, yeah exactly. A, a
2: nice, a nice little P. but like... If you're listening to this and you're at uni, please do not get degrees anymore. No. I do not agree with that. It is. I believe you at least need a credit average
1: to well, my history, get history degree. <laughs> like what my old history teacher said, heads down, bums up, get into the work. Do you
0: know what I believe? I believe... HDS get degrees. Hey.
1: <laughs> See, I'm a bit more realistic. I'm just like Ds get degrees. Yeah, I, I think that's a bit more realistic there. I mean, because if you strive for HDS all the time, you might have a nervous breakdown. But we, you might you need to be pleased with yourself yeah. when you get. <laughs> to stage. I'm just like yeah, nervous yes. breakdown. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that just connected in my head just say I was like, might wait. Oh. I,
2: I had like a nervous breakdown last semester with, and I did come out with three HDS and a D, but that is maddening
1: yeah, the amount of work that was required to go into that and also make sure you don't overload in units as well like i remember a semester where i had five why because i was an idiot
2: and we found the sneaky here we found a a cheat way to get through one unit which uh we're not gonna say on air. <laughs> but, but if you want if you're at murdoch and you want to find out we'll, we'll gladly tell you if you hit us up on our facebook page at <laughs> hunter
1: vibes or meet us at the tab <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if they buy us a beer at the TAV, we'll tell them. Uh, here, a funny experience when I was like working at the library a few hours ago. I was just doing my job, <laughs> minding my own business, and then the student that I didn't know was like, hey, I saw you at the TAV. I was like, oh,
2: yeah, a lot
1: <laughs> of people said that to me.
2: Because <laughs> you're a local there.
1: Yeah. It's like,
2: how's the money go? Oh, you work here, you get the money, and you go to the TAV and spend it there. So it's like this constant internal cycle of it. <laughs> yeah, it's the life cycle of the beer. <laughs> 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 okay well here's our next song hot coffee magic you'll listen to hump day vibes on radio I hope you're having a great day it's nice and warm out there stay tuned and that was sky blue sundays and rainy days love that song that's really chill
0: yeah i got that one from somewhere a uh, place called jazz hop cafe and before that was dennis
2: Lemena stars is it denise or dennis i don't actually know it is
0: den whatever you want it to be. Kylie's yeah, not here. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah it's not uh, Kate Miller Heineken. <laughs>
1: <laughs> time well, she hit me.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're at the end of the show now, which is unfortunate. Um, but if you'd like to hear back on at this show or any other show, you can check us out on Spotify or our humpdayvibes.com, our website. You know.
1: Really? Hit- I didn't know it was ours. Or the uh,
0: radio Fremantle archives, of course. Yeah, radio
2: Fremantle archives. If you want to listen to us live and you don't have reception, you know, radio reception, but you have the internet, you can go on Radio Fremantle or our website again and check it out there. You can get the live stream there as well.
1: Or do what those students did and just like hang around outside the studios, lurkers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's a live experience of yeah. the audience? We're, yeah. we're, we're figures. We're figures of
1: inspiration for these young students. Yeah. There's posters of us around the university. Yeah, I actually we, got, made, uh, we have made our mark here on this. I campus. actually got
2: like someone asked me about that as well. And if you'd like any <laughs> song requests or want any shout outs, hit us up on Facebook. We can do that, too. But unfortunately, we're at the end now. Oh, so, so just it's sad. Goodbye. Moon, moon. <laughs> <laughs> what was what? that? Alright, oh. goodbye, everyone. Hope you have a great See day. And stay we'll tuned. We'll be back next week. So <laughs> coming up next, though walk the moon show up and dance
1: Hope bye see you next week <laughs> <laughs>